We are back here with another episode of Financial Fridays on Cyrus's podcast. Tarek, thank you so much for being on again. I am stoked to have you again, man. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. It's actually something I look forward to every Friday. Kind of give some give some updates on things I love talking about. So speaking of, let's let's get into that. Um, I'm going to I'm going to bring in a topic. I, I was I was trying to brainstorm, you know, hey, what do we want to talk about this week? Where, where do we want to go with this? And I've been hearing and you've been hearing so much about the recession that we're in and the markets, you know, going crazy and so on and so forth. I, I, I want to hear I want to hear your take on that. Yeah, of course. And, and I'm glad you bring it up. So obviously, whether you believe we're on the way to a recession or whether we're in a recession, it's it's unavoidable at this point And it's kind of a, a topic we should discuss. Being in real estate, I think we tend to go back to what we know. And, and obviously, the most recent uh, big recession was the housing crisis back in 2008. But I think it's important to understand and underline kind of the main differences here and why what we saw or what is the most like recency bias isn't most likely in effect here. So like first and foremost, there is still a housing shortage across the U.S. Um, it is true that like supply has increased since the start of the year. However, we're still feeling it um, due to like the underbuilding to demand over the past 15 years. So some statistics and, and some research I've just kind of put together for this week. Um, housing inventory fell by 2.3% month over month and uh, is still lower, lower 0.8% compared to a year earlier. So kind of what does that mean? Well, obviously in the real estate market, showings have been down uh, year over year. We're at 12.2% year over year while active listings are up almost 27% year over year. When you look at that information, it may be scary um, and it may say that demand is low and inventory is high, but that's really not the true picture here. Yes, buyers will see less competition and more options. Um, so with a confident and trusted real estate professional, a good real estate agent, you're obviously going to gain negotiation power. But for sellers, we are still at a housing shortage. So we do not have an oversupply issue. So again, if you're approaching your sellers and you have the data to back it, and you understand how to price a home in this market, the home will get sold, right? So I think it's really, it's really important to highlight that. Um, the second point on why I don't think this is going to be like 2008 is lending standards are a lot more stringent now than they were in 2008. Uh, Dodd-Frank came into play in 2010 and included the ability to repay and to show more transparency. So how we underwrite loans now is significantly more stringent than it was back in the day. So I don't think we are at that turning point to where, you know, back in 2008, everyone was getting a loan. And that was kind of the reason why we essentially crashed. People couldn't afford what they were buying. That's not the case now. I'm sure a lot of agents see that with how, you know, when they're sending um, prospective buyers to get pre-approved and they're not getting the results that they really um, we're anticipating. And then the third thing is uh, foreclosure starts are really nowhere near where they were between 2006 and 2010. 
So, I mean, just some data on that in Q4 of 2006, which is about, you know, two years before the crash, the foreclosure process started across the U.S. for roughly 225,000 homes. And what that means is, you know, when you start, you miss some payments, the bank issues the letters and you start through that foreclosure, that data is all tracked. At its peak in quarter one of 2009, we saw about 550 foreclosures begin, right? So, I mean, pretty staggering numbers and 550,000, sorry. So when we take that into consideration with what we're seeing now in Q3 of 2022, or we've entered Q4, but obviously that data is not out yet, we're only at about 67,000 starts to the foreclosure process. So has it gone up since COVID? Yeah, of course. I mean, the world is, you know, fully operational. We're not in that uh, the moratoriums are starting to wean off, but we are still far less than what it's been in the past 10 years. Um, you know, something else to put it in perspective is pre-pandemic or pre-bull run in Q2 of 2018, we were close to 100,000 in foreclosure starts. So we're still about 40,000 in a quarter away from where we were when literally none of this was at the top of mind, right? So it's a pretty interesting dialogue to kind of have and, and to educate our buyers and our sellers to kind of understand why the real estate market is still strong. So I think that's just something I really wanted to to hammer in. The interesting thing that that you said there, you 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 mentioned a statistic that I think is I don't want to skip over. I mean, um, not a statistic, but but yeah, I guess numbers, right? Is five hundred fifty thousand? Um, what were they? Ninety day late? Is that what it was? Yeah. So when the foreclosures process begins, so typically, yeah, after after the the bank has essentially told you, you know. At this point, if you do not pay, we're going to begin that process. Um, that becomes public as we see it. It gets listed on um, REOs. It gets listed online. Um, so, yeah, that was it was 550,000 homes in that quarter in Q1 of 2009. Yeah, and now we're in Q3 of this year. We're, we're only at 67,000. This is a very important statistic to understand because this is important to... Because when all... I think... I think what we're seeing a lot of um, is the headlines saying, oh, the market's going down and it's going to drop and it's it's uh, 2008 all over again. You know, we see all these crazy headlines and I feel like it's just putting a lot of fear into people's minds. And what you're saying is it's not going to be another 2008. 1,000%, 1,000%. And to, to kind of... Um, go deeper on that point and you nailed it on the head. I was kind of just doing some research on CoreLogic and came across some stuff that I thought is very interesting. So the average home equity gained between Q2 of 2021 and quarter two of 2022 across the United States is $60,000. So people have a lot of equity year over year. And then if you bring that in, and that's just the average across the US, 15 states in the US post higher equity gains than across the national average. And states like Hawaii, Florida, and California were up to 120,000 year over year and are sitting And those 15 states on average have about 300,000 in equity just in general, right? So we're not 
uh, although the economy is taking a dip, it doesn't mean people's assets have necessarily, you know, lost value. We're still, we're still seeing real estate value hold. It's still the safest asset you can get into. The median home prices in September sales were 384,000, which is an eight point, about an 8.5% jump from September, 2021. So home prices are still rising, right? I think that's like a very, very important aspect to kind of harp on. Like if you are on top of your game and you're focused on your craft, you really can still be successful. Um, we're seeing, obviously I'm on the lending side, so I'm talking to a lot of prospective buyers and they're saying, well, I'm seeing homes stay on the market a lot longer. I think this is, this is an opportune time. While that is correct, I think it's still important for us on, on the real estate stand to understand that on the real estate side, I'm sorry, that 70% of homes in September sold were sold in less than a month, right? Like these, like if you are doing, if you are going into a listing with, you've done your research on the market, you understand where you, where this home is going to sit amongst the other homes that are also listed for sale. Your home will sell if you're being competitive and you're doing all the right thing and whether that be market it correctly, hold the open houses, you know, price it correctly. Like these, these things are crucial to our success. Yeah, 100%. And this is, and this is what I keep, I, I, I keep preaching. And I just love the fact that you have, have basically, you're bringing this up to, from a different perspective, rather than just being on the real estate agent side, but from the, from the loan officer side, from the financial side, like we're seeing all the same data. And, and I'm, I'm, I really appreciate you sharing this data because I think that people need to hear it. Completely. And I think, I think uh, one other thing I'll kind of end it on is, you know, whether you believe or, or you think we're going to a recession, over the past five recessions, mortgage rates have fallen at an average of 1.8 percentage points. So we can't say for certain that in this recession, the rates are going to fall. But if we're following trends, if we're following data, you know, the rates should stagger off and start actually declining putting some more buying power back into prospective buyers that are liquid and that have the means to buy. So I think now is the best time to kind of get out there, market yourself, still continue to educate clients, teach them, let them know these facts that we kind of went over, let them understand that, you know, real estate, although maybe your stock portfolio is getting hammered, well, hey, if you have the means to buy real estate, at least you can be confident that this isn't the case, right? You're not going to lose 20, 30% of your portfolio because companies aren't hitting their earnings as we've seen recently, right? This is, I think that is the education that we have to approach. And on the listing side as well, it's promoting that confidence that your home still will sell. Your home does still have value. We haven't decreased in value, right? I am the one to sell this for you. I'm the one to get you the most value. Let's you know, you let trust me in this process. And I think, I think the other thing to remember as an agent is very, very simple throughout history, no matter what, every single day, there's always been a time. There's always been a day that properties have been sold. So no matter how 
the market was up or down or whatever the market was doing, there's always property sold every single day because people need to live places and people want to move. Things happen. What, what, what a lot of agents need to understand is that people buy and sell real estate based on their personal needs and preferences, not based on their real estate agent and not based on the, the market. There are a majority of people that will not sell because of the specific market they're in, will not buy because of the specific market they're in. But when something happens in someone's life um, that, that they need to sell, they will sell. Um, or something happens in someone's life that they need to buy, they will buy. And this is very important to understand because if you, if you stay in this game, this is where the agents become, I truly believe this market that we're in, this market that we're going to, is where the agents that become top producers stay top producers, and the agents that are not going to last in this business fall out of the business. And I think that we're in a very, very, very good opportunity as real estate agents, and I appreciate you sharing this data because it just proves that. 1,000%, and I think, I think you nailed it on the head. Um, opportunity is out there, right? Like people are still as you need, the needs are, will always be there. And like you said, someone wants to buy, they're going to buy. Someone needs to sell, they're going to sell. I mean, even, even new buyers entering the market, right? So for, uh, for September, 30% of all sales came from first time home buyers, right? That's up 1% from last year at the same time. So, I mean, there is still a demand. And, and as you mentioned, when people, when rents start going up, people start moving, they need to find a place to, to tunker down with their families or they want to use the money that they've been saving. They're going to buy, right? They're not going to, they're not going to stray away just because of what they're seeing. So I think you're absolutely right. I hope we can all, you know, weather the storm and still and do the things that we're working and kind of understand that as the market shifts, sometimes our approach has to shift, but that doesn't mean we can't still be successful. 100%. I appreciate that, Tarek. Thank you so much for jumping on again. And I'm looking forward to our conversation next week. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Talk soon.